This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Online with me right now, I've got uh, Gaurav Sharma and uh, Labour MP for Hamilton West. Good morning, uh, Gaurav. Good morning, Brian. Good to hear from you, and good morning to all your listeners as well. Yes, lovely to have you there, and uh, we'll just uh, start off with one or two things. Of course, we're going to uh, let the Aucklanders out very shortly in mid-December, I gather, and uh, I presume they'll go down to level two as well. Do you think that'll increase the COVID problem? Um, well, uh, I think, uh, you know, we are at a state now um, you know, where it is expected um, that COVID numbers will spread, um, you know, in communities. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it is a fine balance between uh, people having been locked on for quite a long time uh, and now needing to obviously come out as well. And that's why the, I think the traffic light system is a good way to mitigate that. It just means that if you're double vaccinated, uh, you know, and uh, you can get out and meet your family and, you know, do your shopping for Christmas uh, and actually get out. And the businesses can open as well because that's another, uh, you know, group that's yeah. been quite severely affected. Uh, so it just means that, you know, the business get a bit of, uh, you know, pick start. Uh, people can go out and see their families who've been locked down for quite a long time. Uh, but also that Aucklanders can travel and, and you know, same with people from Hamilton getting more Waikato can travel to them too. Yep. Um, so I think the traffic light system will be able to mitigate some of those, or quite a lot of those risks, uh, but at the same time it will mean that there might be cases in the community. Yes. Well, it's one of those things we can't do much about because it seems to jump up and down overseas. Was, you know, they have to lock down and then they let them out and then they're back to lockdown. We may go through the same system, of course, uh, one of the things that's been uh, proposed and faxed on the computers is having a, a vaccination license issued and that sort of thing so you can get your hair cut and go into sort, certain places. But many older people and people on their own, and I've been contacted uh, in my uh, other role by a number of people who uh, are quite compromised because they haven't got a computer or they don't know how to operate it. And uh, couldn't there be a simpler system like picking up a, a thing from your doctor or something like that? Yes, so uh, let me first of all say that, you know, the way it works at the moment is you go on mycovidrecord.nz um, yep. uh, and then if you've got a, a birth certificate, a passport um, or a real me login uh, or a driver's license, uh, you're able to uh, obtain your uh, vaccine pass. Uh, and the way it will work in the traffic light system is that if um, the business you are going to, um, if they take vaccine passports, then they would have an app. Uh, with which they can scan your pass, uh, which means, you know, you're either allowed in or not. Um, and, uh, and that defines how many people are allowed in the, in the, in the room or in the business. So, yep. uh, so it applies to non-essential business. So the essential business, you wouldn't need it. So if you're going to supermarket or if you're going to a healthcare provider, uh, yep. or a gas station or a pharmacy or a healthcare practitioner, you, it's not you, needed, you but it is needed, uh, for other places. So retail, hospitality, events. Those sort of places. Now, what you raise is a very good question, and, and I will tell you, to be honest, last week I actually raised it uh, with our Labour Party caucus as well. And what I was suggesting was maybe, you know, what about using something like a Super Gold card? Um, because, you know, that would make it easy for a lot of our uh, you know, senior citizens. Yeah. Um, but I guess the issue there is um, just around 
the validity of their ID. You know, we, we don't really use Super Gold Card as an ID uh, for other things as well. Uh, but that is something that I've definitely fed back uh, into the system to say, you know, we'll just make things a lot easier uh, for people who have difficulty already yeah. uh, with mobility for whatever reason. Uh, but also, you know, as you said, because there are numbers of cases uh, in the community, you don't want people traveling just for this. Um, but my understanding is that people are able to go to pharmacy and their doctor, yes. and they will be able to get it. So, so if you don't have a computer at home, you're still able to go to your pharmacy or your GP, and they should be able to provide you um, this document. Oh, well, that's going to be very good um, for a number of people, and I'll let them know because uh, I've been contacted by a few, and I've not had an answer. And um, and they said, well, how am I going to get my hair cut, you know, and so forth, if I haven't yeah. got this particular thing? And uh, I thought I'd raise it with you. Well, I'll um, go and see my own medical and uh, chemist and see how they f feel about it. And if they can yeah. provide, that would be really, really good and take a lot of stress off people. Yeah, no, definitely. And and, and, and it's a genuine uh, issue, like, you know, and that's why I raised it as well, because I have had some people uh, say to me the same thing, you know, they're in a retirement village, um, and once the summer starts or the summer's already started, you know, they want to go and um, see their family and get out and yeah. you know, have a nice lunch with them. How do they actually do that? Um, so it, it's a good good way to plan now. So I would say, you know, get in touch with your GP or your pharmacy and they yeah. should be able to provide it. Right. There we are. Well, keep on mentioning it to uh, the Prime Minister or whoever and uh, see if it can be uh, lightened up a bit because, as I say, I've had several people quite anxious, really, um, about being able to have a Christmas if they wanted to go to a restaurant or something, they couldn't get in and all that sort of stuff. So we'll keep that one there and I hope, uh, you know, you and others will bring it up for the uh, Prime Minister as well and see how it goes. Yeah, no, definitely, Abel. Yeah, that's great. The traffic light system, that's going to come in about the middle of uh, December, about the 15th, is that right? Um, so, the, no, so Auckland will, uh, Aucklanders will be allowed to move uh, from 15th of December, leave, uh -huh. leave the city. Right. Yes. Um, but on the 29th of November, uh, Cabinet's going to meet and decide when all the whole country will move um, to the new traffic light system. Uh, right. uh, so there's, there have been a few changes. The first thing was that, um, you know, uh, the initial announcement was around the fact that only Auckland uh, would be allowed to, um, you know, move into the traffic light system sure. when they hit 90%, and the rest of the country would have to wait for other DHPs uh, to do it. Uh, it's changed now. So what what we what's happening now is that um, everyone will move together to the, the you know traffic light framework. Yes. Uh, and uh, and this weekend actually Waikato DHP has now reached ninety percent um, first doses. Yes, again. Um, mm. So you know we're, so we're, we're tracking quite well. But but the whole country will move together uh, into this uh, new traffic light framework. Um, so I would imagine that would be sometime in the first week or or you know towards the early of early part of second week of December. Yeah. And that decision is made by cabinet on the 29th of November. But the 15th December is the cutoff. Uh, it's the date when Aucklanders are actually allowed to to leave uh, and get out of the city. Uh, so I think there will be a few days before that when they just get used to the whole traffic light system. Sure. After 18 months of using an alert level system, it is going to be a bit of a change for all of us moving into a whole new set of rules. Mm. Oh, well, no doubt we are fairly adaptable people, we Kiwi, so we'll no doubt adapt to that. But uh, if you could raise the thing about the uh, thing on the, uh, um, with regard to the older and, and people that don't have a computer, but you suggesting perhaps going to the GP or the chemist uh, might, might be helpful. Yeah, and that's why I said I've already raised it last week, and that's what I was told was, um, you know, that people can still go to the GP and pharmacy. 
and that, they should be able to get both. Uh, okay. Oh, that'll be very good. I would uh, follow that up with other people that have rung. We have got a list of them there, actually, at the moment. And uh, one of the other things I've raised is there's been an increase in violence in New Zealand. And uh, even just around the corner from me on Saturday, uh, a dairy was held up by two people. And uh, the, there's been a few people being shot and all this sort of stuff. Do you think this is just a frustration of being in the Delta or are we becoming a more frustrated and uh, angry sort of society? Um, I think that, I mean, it is probably a mix of both. Um, but I would say even before COVID, um, you know, they, I, uh, I was receiving feedback from the community that, you know, they were noticing yep. um, there were increased instances of these things. Uh, we had a community meeting uh, in the early part of the year in Norton, uh, Coastal area, uh, and we had about just about 300 people or so come come to it. And the police announced a new community policing model. Oh yes. Uh, and one of the big one of the bigger issues has been that um, in the past decade or so, you know, the community police stations have closed down. So you've got a, a big central police station, and the community doesn't know their local constables. Uh, and the same thing the other way around. You know, I, I guess a lot of people that you're sitting in the central police station, you don't really get to know the neighbourhoods. Right. Uh, and people change all the time. So what's yep. happened now for Hamilton is um, we've now got a, a quadrant system and a quadrant supposed to be four, but there's five, five quadrants in Hamilton. Three of them are in Hamilton West Side. Two of those are in Hamilton East Side. Yep. Uh, and the idea is that there are now two police station uh, police officers specifically allocated to those um, uh, areas. So they actually get to know the community. They get to know the businesses. They get to talk to people. Uh, and there's a point of contact uh, for the communities as well. Uh, to get to know these people. Uh, oh, it's only been there for a few months, so, you know, uh, we still have to wait to see how well it works. Yes. Uh, but the police has realised, you know, that community engagement is uh, very important. Um, I would say, however, and, you know, another issue that when, when I've been talking to the police is that, you know, they are stressed because, um, you know, they are at MIQ facilities yes. uh, providing security. Uh, there's been a lot of, you know, anti-vax protests, so they're at uh, vaccination centres, you know, just making sure nothing... Uh, you know, people don't get angry and violent. Uh, they've been at feedback centers where the testing is going on. Uh, and then, you know, they're uh, actually working in the boundaries between like at Auckland and all yeah. places. So so they're doing all this other stuff as well, uh, in addition to uh, looking after crime too. Uh, and I think what's one of the important things that police is repeatedly saying is, you know, it's important to remind ourselves um, that there are other service providers. Yes. So not, um, you know, not always calling the police. Uh, if there is somebody else who can look after it. Uh, for my part, what we've done is we've just, um, you know, we've just got 33,000 magnets now uh, uh, that we're actually distributing to every household. And it's got all the important numbers. So, you know, if you've got issue with graffiti, there's a separate number. Right. If you've got issue with noise, there's yep. a separate number. If you're reporting crime and it's not actively happening now, uh, there's a separate number. Right. Uh, you know, nuisance, you know, you might have like kids on skateboard or, you know, somebody on a lime scooter making noise. That's sort of stuff. So different numbers. Uh, you know, there's domestic violence, who to contact, you know, yep. those sort of things. So giving police just a little bit of breathing space uh, from that too. Um, so those should be in people's mailboxes uh, in the next few weeks as we get them out and um, start distributing those. Um, in addition to that, we actually had a, a police committee meeting planned for August. Uh, and what we were hearing from different communities, uh, whether it was Denzel or St. Andrews, you know, similar issues um, around policing. And, and we decided instead of doing them separately in different communities, we were going to do a big one in a, in a hall with 500 yep. plus people. Um, 
But literally, you know, a week before we ended up going into lockdown in August, uh, and we just couldn't go back and organize it. So the dilemma we've got at the moment is we're in level two, we can have 100 people. Um, so how do we do it in a way that, you know, people want to come in? Yeah. Uh, they're not stopped from coming in. Because that's the other problem is once you have a community engagement like this, you want to make sure that uh, people are able to bring their voices and their concerns into this. Yes. We thought about doing Zoom, but again, you know, if you do it on over Zoom, then you might limit, you know, certain people in, in the community who don't have computers yeah. uh, or don't have good internet connection. Um, so we are working towards it. We're looking at you know what we can do in in the traffic light framework, yep. uh, and again get um, police on board uh, and do a bigger community meeting. Um, similarly, another community meeting we were going to do a little bit uh, not related to this is um, with Kangaora and corrections uh, around uh, you know some housing development that's going on in Melville. Oh yes, and we've had and we've had people you know who just want to hear a little bit more about the project, uh, and that's another meeting we were going to have in August. Uh, you know things were lined up. Uh, and unfortunately, we ended up going, uh, you know, into a lockdown, and that's sort of stalled. Um, so we are looking uh, at that again. Um, but, but you know, I do acknowledge that, uh, you know, we've had quite a bit of um, community, uh, you know, messages coming mm. to us about this. And, and the police is definitely looking at it, and we're trying to find ways of uh, addressing it. Addressing it. Well, there we are. Well, thank you for that. Uh, that's really good, uh, Gurav, and um, wish you all the very best. Are you going down to Parliament this week? No, so uh, what's happened with Parliament is, uh, you know, uh, the speakers only allowed a certain number of people to oh, go right. in. right, yes. Um, and if uh, you were in level three or four, or you are in level three or four, then uh, I believe you, you don't want to carry your risk. I mean, we've been no. now in level two. Um, so I'm not traveling this week. I've actually got a, a medical appointment as well tomorrow. Sure, sure. Um, but so only my understanding is I think only 60 MPs are allowed at the moment out of 120. Okay. So it means that, uh, you know, the other 60 are working from their offices and they're working from home. Um, so I'll be working here from uh, Hamilton. Right. That's what we've been doing, you know, uh, throughout as well. Um, and uh, actually, one more thing I just wanted to add uh, in terms of the, you know, the work that we've been doing during lockdown is uh, being on the health select committee, uh, you know, uh, with the COVID health uh, amendment bill came through. Um, we had 16,000 submissions. Wow. Uh, so that's been a, a big part of, you wow. know, uh, listening to these submissions uh, often Monday to Friday, yep. uh, which, which has been quite interesting, just hearing feedback from people on the ground. Uh, but, but the health committee has definitely been quite busy with this. Good one. Well, I've got to let you go now, uh, Sharma, and I uh, hope everything goes well for you and look forward to speaking to you in two weeks' time. And um, we'll have uh, Jamie on next week and then you. Thanks so much, Brian, and uh, I hope you're getting ready for uh, Christmas and starting your shopping. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.